Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Please have got the pod for you. That'll show you all that you got love and luck and luck and love. Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers. Hello, beautiful people. Today we're joined by Zoe, lead singer of the band called The Boys, a full girl band who are having quite a moment. She talks us through her dating history as per usual and the new love that has recently come into her life. Also, why she loves dating and how you can get better at it. So here we go. Zoe, welcome to Love Cooler. It's so good to be here. We're so happy to have you and seriously, thank you for giving us your time and stepping into this beautiful world that we're creating. I'm a big fan. I'm just so excited to be here. I love this podcast. Have I listened to every episode? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have you really? Yes. It's like my Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning thing. I love that. So... Do you want to kick off and just get like straight into the meat? Yeah, Hit let's me. dive in. I think we'll start with the classic love clues beginning, dating, and like what your dating history is like. <laughs> Ooh, we love this question. I think I've kissed a lot of frogs. Really? Like, yeah, like in the last few years I've dated a lot and like mm. but been majorly single. But I didn't date a lot when I was a kid. I didn't know how to like like other people like that. So I didn't start dating until I was in my early 20s, but I went I went hard. How old are you now? 27. So when you're talking about dating, you're talking about like using the apps, like going on dates, I right? think I didn't even start using the apps until maybe like five years ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, they haven't been around for that long. No, they haven't. I remember my friends having Tinder yeah. and so I was like 20 at the time and I had my first boyfriend mm. and I used to go on my friends' Tinder apps and swipe for them. Yeah. Like, oh, this, this is a fun game. <laughs> Tinder takeover yeah. by Zoe. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But after that, after that relationship or breakup, I don't think I was on the apps for like a good couple of years. Yeah, right. It was so easy to meet people organically back in the day. How did you? Because that really, I wish that those days weren't over. I really do. And I understand that maybe apps give people a greater sense of control because it's also like maybe you don't want guys hitting on you at bars all the time. Mm. But there is a big part of me that's like... I kind of like meeting people that way. Yeah. In person. It was like, it was an age and geography thing. Because like I was from living in the Shire and when you're in your early 20s, at least the majority of your friends are single. And we used to go to the Mm. same restaurant slash bar like two days a week. There was always live music on Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah. And so you would just always meet people there. I always met people Did at Did you feel like it was the same crowd all the time or was yeah, it always fresh faces? It was always like the central group and then like ring-ins. Mm. And then a ring-in might become like a regular person and then they would yeah. just like flow in and out. Yeah. But I would always met people at gigs. Is that what you mean by dating? You'd meet people and like maybe have them on the side for a little bit while just being single? Um, no, I feel like when I was younger, it was like straight hooking into the romantic side of things. Uh-huh. Dates, mm, cute stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cute. But then the older I got, it was, yeah, the more hookups, see where it goes, yeah. meeting out kind of stuff. Hooking up first, waiting for love waiting, later. Waiting to see what happens. 
that's yeah. always how I expected relationships to form for me. I always thought, I don't know where this idea came from, but I thought that I'd need to sleep with somebody first and then develop feelings for them. Yes. Maybe because that's a trope in movies. Yes, no, but I feel like that's how I grew up. Mm. And then I'd sleep with someone and be like, so they must like me, right? Yeah. <laughs> you pick up someone one time and you're like, oh, now we're going to get married. Yeah. It's like they ghost you and you're like, oh, oh I didn't read through. <laughs> no, no. Every time though, every time. Yeah. I, was a bit, I was a bit naive. Mm. It was like a breakthrough moment for me when I slept with someone that I actually knew. Like I seriously had never really done that before and it was so much better. I was like, oh, I don't have this feeling of dread. Like yeah. I, I actually... I'm like looking forward to it and it's going to be fun. And you mean like getting to know them before you sleep with them exactly. kind of thing? Yeah. And for some reason that little yeah, trope, I always right. thought it was going to be the other way around. Yeah, no. I, well, because it's a comfortability thing. Mm-hmm. If you already know them. Definitely. Yeah. The trust, mm-hmm. everything. I don't know. I feel like I've done it both ways. But the most most thing that's shown up in my life is the opposite way around. It's been like not knowing them and getting to know them after the fact. Yeah. And I feel like that's just lucky. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I've only gone to two therapy sessions, but in the first one, we're all my about therapists therapy now. Dude, therapy's my life. My, okay, <laughs> yes, my therapist was talking about emotional congruence and I, well, I won't go into what I talked about, but basically like how a person's external values need to match like their internal world. And it yeah. seems so obvious, but then when obviously someone says it to you, it sort of hits home. It's like that feeling of feeling like, oh, because I'm single, I should be going out and like sleeping with heaps of people and it's like playing the field. But then in my internal world, I'm like, oh, but do I really want to do that? Yeah. And it's like when you try and match what you yeah. think you should be doing yeah. with what you actually want to do. And sometimes <gasps> you just can't make it match perfectly. Yeah. Oh, so weird. Yeah. I'm such a sucker for that. Oh. External motivators. I don't know. I feel like mine was internal. I just love love. And I was like, mm. I just want to love on someone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, but, but you grew into that and you're saying so when you're like a teenager, yeah. that didn't come easily at all. No. It was like I was busy loving myself, definitely, and figuring that out. It's like I knew I didn't have the space or capacity to love someone the way that you should. And I had like, you know, little, you know, those like three day boyfriends in early totally. high school uh-huh. and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, until I got out of high school, I think I wasn't like, that's when I was finally mature enough to be like, yeah, I could actually do a proper thing. Mm. I didn't want to half ass it. And I felt like when I was 16, 17, you know, those high school years that if I was going to date someone, it wouldn't have felt real to me because I wasn't all there yet kind of totally. thing. Oh my gosh. I totally relate to that in a way that like when I was younger, in high school, it's something to do with just feeling like I was still a kid in a way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, dating, like that's a thing that like adults yeah. do. And I think it wasn't until I like fully grew into my autonomy and like who I am as a person into my like mid-20s when I was like, oh, you know, going out on dates with like men is so grown up. But then I realised that like, oh, I am a grown up. So yeah. that's something I can do. Like it's fine. Yeah. And yeah. it just took me a while to be like, I'm not a kid. Like I can go out there and like have these adult experiences because that's literally who I am. Yeah. So the relationships that you have had, boyfriends, girlfriends and the like, how many of those have there been? Like serious relationships? Yeah. Two long-term relationships and then between that maybe like two or three short stints of definitely trying to give it a go and it just not working out. So many little 
dating dalliances between that. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And like it, sometimes like the little in-betweeners, oh, that's a horrible thing to call them. I think but, it's fair <laughs> enough. I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Little the, stepping stones. That, the, yeah. It was, it was like me figuring it out and like I love meeting new people. Mm. And so I would just, you know, go on dates and, and, and hang out and then it would just fizzle. 100%. That's what, that's how I want to be. Actually. <laughs> so I was thinking that I've been sent here by the universe to I get you to go have. on a date. Yeah, yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh. Like, honestly, I think that's like, I think I could learn a lot from, because I have, not to pigeonhole my Gemini friends, but I have a lot of Gemini <laughs> friends who are good at dating, but they know who they are as well. <laughs> but like, I feel like they meet someone new, but then they date as in like, they date someone for like a, like a long time yeah. and then they'll break up and then they'll date another person for a long time. But yeah. it's like, I need to go out and like, not just like sleep with one random person, never see them again. I just need to like go on actual dates, yeah. like real dates with people. It's like a muscle that you need to flex and mine's just really weak. Like I'm just literally not good at it. It's 100% a muscle. Mm. When I first like started like going out into the dating world, like I would get a bit anxious and, yeah. you know, it can be a bit scary. And so I used to like, <laughs> I'm very food driven. Mm. I used to look at it as like, I have a I have a meal, I have a drink, and if I don't like the person, at least I'm fed. <laughs> yeah, that's so and true. well watered and well watered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what? That is actually genuinely on a deep level a really good tip for people about how to date. It it's takes like the make off. it not about the date. Yeah, make it about I'm just going to a new restaurant. I'm just going to a new bar. Because then, if you happen to actually like the person, it's like a cherry on top. And yeah. if nothing goes terribly wrong, it's like you've literally just like had a nice night. Yeah, out. and you were going to eat dinner anyway. So you may as well yes. do it with a stranger. Exactly. Yeah, you may as well be wine yeah. and dine. And so I flexed that muscle and did yeah. that. And then eventually I really did like going on dates and meeting people. And, so and you genuinely stuff. like going on dates? Yeah. I mean, not now because I feel like you're dating someone. <gasps> you are. are you? It's so fresh. Oh, my Should God. Should we talk about yeah. it? Yeah. What's the story there? Come on. Ooh. Tell us. So tell if us. you so, say you met in real life or you were friends first, I'm going <laughs> to fight somebody. I'm going to break the system. Okay, please We do. met on the apps. Oh, oh yes. yes. Finally. Mm. Okay. Oh, we love a pragmatic love story. He's a Gemini. So I I love that you mentioned the Gemini Gemini dating. Um, We matched on Hinge. Actually, it's kind of funny. Big shout out to Hinge. Big shout out to (laughs) Hinge. We we matched like maybe at the start of this year actually and um, we like messaged for a bit and then I deleted the app because I started seeing someone for a short stint and then matched again like – three, four months ago and have just been hanging out since. But um, what I didn't know was he'd sent me a message before I deleted the app before, but I didn't see it before I deleted it. So he's like, oh, I just thought maybe you weren't interested because you didn't reply. I hope that's how all the men feel on my old Hinge profile that I've not deleted. (laughs) Well, yeah, it worked, you know. He was intrigued. Wow, that's so sweet. Yeah, oh, he is so sweet. Really? Yeah. So before we go into why you like him specifically now at this time in your life... I would love to get a bit of a background on what you've learned from your past relationships, even the small stepping stone ones, Mm. about what you want, what you don't want, how to have a good relationship. I think the biggest thing I've learned, and especially in the last few years, is to make your expectations clear, but then not to expect from other people what you want. Mm. I used to think that like certain things meant, uh, so like for example, you meet their friends I used to think, oh, my gosh, that means they really like me. This is going somewhere. But for some people, they just are chill with you meeting their friends, mm. which, like, I'm not – do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're pointing at me yeah, right now. Yeah, like 
Yeah. I had, I had a really good chat with Tess in The Boys because mm-hmm. I was like, I was so devo about this person who like, we used to get like lunch at work together and I met the friends and we were hanging out all the time and I was like, so it must mean it's going somewhere. And she was like, you don't know that. Maybe he just likes hanging out mm-hmm. and like it's all the other stuff on top. So I think like not reading into people's behaviours and thinking it means what that behaviour would mean if it was coming from me. Because if I was introducing people to my friends, it's like that means I want you in my life. Mm. But, like, not everyone thinks that way. I wonder if also guys do it with a bit more abandon than girls. I wonder. I don't know if that's true because I definitely feel like I've been in positions where, like, a guy is, like, just being, yeah, like, doing the introducing you to their friends. You have to let it go because it's, like, you can't read people's minds. No. That's a really, really good one. Yeah. Like, wow. But. Everything we do is communication. Hundred percent. I was complaining about ghosting the other day to my friend, and he was like, "Well, go- I was like, oh, you know, it's I get ghosting, like, but it's just a bad form of communication." And he mm. was like, "But it's still a form of communication. Like, if someone ghosts you, that's their way of saying that they're not mm. interested or whatever." Yeah. And it's like, so when people do nice things for you, that's still like, how can you not take it as a form of like, yeah, affection or something? Yeah, hundred mm. percent. And hard, like, isn't it? A side effect of that lesson has been me being a better communicator. And then also talking about how I would like the other person to communicate as well. So like in saying, oh, I really like you. Does this kind of stuff mean that it's heading in this direction rather than just expecting that it is because like you can get blindsided or ghosted which I have many times oh so many times (laughs) and making up a scenario in your head yeah you know well that's the thing Mm. when you were saying like uh ghosting is a form of communication it's like I don't know but have we all been there it's like but like maybe his phone broke yeah Yeah. oh he's gone through something terrible's happened yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. dropped his phone in the toilet and like you know like (laughs) delivery is like really slow right now (laughs) oh my god and like that means his post is really Really oh, under a lot yeah. of strain. <laughs> there's, a, there's a postal crisis. It's definitely what it is. Yeah, oh, and man. it's like no, it's not. He just didn't text you back. He's yeah. just not Which is that fine. into you. Yeah. Like, yeah. get over it. Yeah, that's really true. So, but, where are you at now? Who's the new boy? Well, we are three months in. Yeah, and you have a spark so in your eye. I do. I love sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, because I've you're been, making me physically feel ill because like you're glowing (laughs) like you're beaming because I've been so excited to tell you this so (laughs) coming into this podcast right I was like okay I love this boy right Mm. but I haven't told him I love him (gasps) but I but like I was like if the girls ask me do you love him one I can't lie I suck at lying so what do I say like no comment and I was like but if I admit it then that means by the time I say it and then to the release I need to tell this boy I love him true but because I'm not going to lie, that was actually, like, when we were messaging you, like, oh, we're, I'm in this new thing. I thought, okay, new means maybe we're not quite Go there away. at the love stage. I don't know. But, yeah. Good it's on official. Yeah. Well, and so he actually said, I love you on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. is this going to be, like, your declaration well, where you do, like, oh, you should listen to this podcast. This is and that's yeah. how he finds out. See, because I, no. I thought it was going to be something that I had to, like, think about heaps and so uh, like you know immediately after you know it was a really lovely moment and then like maybe an hour had passed and there was this afterthought of like thank gosh I don't have to lie on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) just like that we've infiltrated every (laughs) level of your existence (laughs) oh my gosh Zoe that's so awesome yeah have you been in love before I have yeah yeah is this the same do you get a sense that every time you're in love it feels the same is that how you know you're in love or is it like it grows stronger each time or I feel like there's an overarching theme at least for me 
it definitely feels different every time. But the one indicator for me is like, I just want to spend all my time with them. And I think about them all the time. No amount of time is too much. Like I could just, you could be working next to me and I could be sitting on my laptop and we'd spend the whole day with each other doing nothing and I would still have the best time. Just in each other's presence. Just in each other's presence. Like that's how I know I love someone. Yeah. Like that's a good teller for me. Yeah. But even after the second date, I went home and I wrote a song. And, wow. like, it takes a lot for me to write a love song. Mm. Like, I, I'm... Oh, so it was impactful. Huge, away. huge. Like, I I find, like, songs about anger and sadness really easy, mm. but I find love songs really hard. Mm. And even just after the second day, I just wrote a song about, like, I feel like a kid, I feel like a loser, you're making me smile so much, like, what is this? I think I... And I was sad in the song, I was like, I think I already know. Um, wow. And, like, because oh, I did. So it's awesome. like we just met and it was, like... We, we were just meant to go for a walk mm-hmm. and we ended up walking for like three, four hours and just talking, 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 talking. Yeah. Sober date, in the daylight. Wow. You could see my full face. I'm dying yeah. over here. Yeah. And no neon amazing. lights no. casting shadows. No. No. And no liquid courage. <laughs> right. Which wow. is because I, I actually like couldn't remember the last time I didn't go. Like it's always a bar date. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mm. do not think I've ever gone on a date that's not a nighttime. Yeah. Like, and you so know, that was an indicator. Because oh, I was like, amazing. oh. I just had heaps of fun without anything else other than conversation. That's so That's a awesome. massive tell. Oh. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm it rooting for really you guys. Exciting. Me too. Thank big really shout am. out to him. Yeah. Huge shout out. Yep. I'm but mostly to you now. big shout out to Zoe. <laughs> Zoe. Zoe. <laughs> do you prefer the feeling? I mean, obviously, I'm sure being in love is great. Don't at me. <laughs> like, do you prefer dating someone to being single? Oh, they both have their positives. Mm. I think I, oh, I love, I loved being single. I'm really good at it. Yeah, because I'm so like so stoked on my own. Like I have so many memories of like going home from a party and getting into bed and setting setting up my pillow configuration, <laughs> putting on my classical music before I go to sleep. Oh, I love this. Like putting on my pimple cream. Oh, that's like my favorite part of a night. I'm yeah. not even joking. Yeah. Getting home, you probably have like some weird Porto like Uber Eats that you little never snack get waiting you. for you. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And because I eat in bed all the time, uh-huh. like order the food when you're leaving. It arrives when you get home. And so like I was so comfortable in that. And I still think I would be now but yeah there's something about being in love that's just it's so nice I mean that's what all the songs are about right yeah people are writing about it for a reason yeah well, that's what my housemate you know Maya yeah. and I were talking about the other day about how yes you can be definitely content on your own and like truly happy on your own but there's something about being a human where you need to be connected to other people mm, doesn't absolutely. I guess even have to be romantically but obviously that's why romance is so important because yeah. it's like every single person in their life has relationships hopefully yeah and if they don't it's like floating like alone a little, wolf. alone yeah. Star, you know? Yeah, see, because for me it was always my friends. Like, Yeah, totally. And they're, That's like, what I mean. they're like my family. And so they always provided me with everything that I needed. The support, the love. Yeah. You can get all of that from yeah. different relationships, yeah. that connection. Massively. But I think that was the good bit because with my boyfriend now, for example, I was already so stoked on my own that he was just – he actually added something to my life rather than just like, you're there. It's like, no, he actually adds so much to my life. What is it specifically that he adds? Like everybody has their own motivators for wanting to be in a relationship. Some people just want someone who's steady and who's just going to be there for them. Someone Mm. wants someone who's going to challenge them and be adventurous. Yeah. Do you have a specific idea like that that you get out of this relationship? For this relationship, it's like he makes me feel calm 
that sounds so strange, but like I feel like I can spin out sometimes and he's such a grounding presence mm-hmm. and he just makes me feel so like powerful and respected and loved. I got like, goosebumps. Oh, like he makes yeah. me feel like a queen. Like oh. I'm just like. I, My every, jaw is on the floor. Every day I'm just like, how did I, how did I, like how? Like yeah. I feel so lucky every day. He makes me feel oh. spe- like he makes me feel special, yeah. very special. Oh my yeah. god, so Zoe, that is so awesome! I'm so happy for you, <laughs> guys. We got a round because you deserve it. You know when you have friends that you're just like, you are fucking awesome. Especially my women friends. Mm. I love my guy friends, but my women friends, I'm like, you're literally the bee's knees. <laughs> and it's like, oh, if there's not a man who's matching that energy, I'm like, get out. Yeah, no, go but home. it's like, oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Um, I want music a bit. I do want to talk about music. Mm. So, unsolicited advice for your DIY disaster is your EP, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it kind of documents the relationships in your life and like the big ups and downs that you've had through your life. Mm. So, when that comes to relationships, how do you deal with it when a relationship doesn't work out or when it doesn't go as planned? Mm. So, it feels like you're weathering some storms on the EP. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, I've kissed so many frogs mm-hmm. and like. And none of them turn into princes. No, so. no, no. I, so, the way that I've dealt with this kind of stuff has changed so much over the years. I mean, the one thing that's been a constant is I write a song about it. There's something about writing about it that helps me understand my role in the situation and that person's role in the situation. But I used to shut down. Like I, my my mode was shut down. I couldn't talk. Mm. I would just, like just not really know what the other person expected from me, what I wanted. But right. then, you know... Therapy is a great thing. Oh, Thank yeah. you, therapy. I think I've just gotten so much more on top of it now. I'm like a sit and discuss. Wow, it's changed that much. Yeah. Because when you say you used to shut down, was that like you'd bottle things up and you'd be just processing things internally? Bottle things up, cold shoulder. You should know right. You should know yeah. what's wrong. That kind of totally. really okay, backwards yeah, yeah. You mentality. should be able to read my mind. Yeah, yeah. which is hilarious right. because that's the one thing I always disliked about other people was that I felt like I had to read their minds. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a real silly double standard but no I'm a I'm a I'm a sit down and chat it out type now and like I'll I'll just like it's like state the situation state how it makes you feel and then always provide like some way forward I love that yeah Yeah. I love that three steps yeah because I think it's easier said than done to say you just need to openly communicate and be honest and tell them how you feel yeah but I think it helps to have structure around those conversations because it can be really daunting it makes it easier if you've got that structure to think about what to say in the moment as well because my emotions can definitely Mm. get the better of me I get very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay Zoe say the fact so what happened how you feel and then how you think you can make it better and it's like oh it's really that simple I feel like communicating with people is so complicated because then the other person always has their three-step process as well yeah because then the other person can easily say this was a situation for me this is how it made me feel and like this is the pathway and then it's like how do you merge those two Mm things and either make it something work or it's like a breaking point yeah well that's Mm. the thing and you learn whether the other person is able to match your Mm. communication but I and yeah and I also like to bring things up as they happen like really soon Mm. rather than sit on it because otherwise I'll forget how I was feeling in the moment or I'll you know like that bottle up thing yes do you let things slide and then think about how much it actually bothered you 
after the fact or do you keep a mental note and think, oh, that really annoyed me. Like I'm never going to let it go. Um, Well, old me definitely. Mm. Old me would just, I think, no, old me knew at the time that it pissed me off or that I was upset but then didn't say anything about it. Okay, right. Because I've always been very lock and key. It either upsets me or it doesn't and then back then I probably didn't do anything healthy about it and now I do. I don't think I have had many situations where something has happened and I've thought it was fine and then changed my mind because mm. I feel like my, my mind's pretty black and white. You know. I, uh, That's so good. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like, water off a duck's back doesn't bother me, doesn't bother me, doesn't bother me and then everything stacks up and I'm like, oh, wait a second. This <laughs> oh, is like, it bothers me. Oh, yeah. it bothers me. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I think because like I do things by – it sounds really silly. I don't even know how to choose a better word but like my mind is very like rule-orientated. Mm-hmm. So, okay, did I or them break a rule? Yes, no. Maybe they vaguely did something hurtful, but they weren't necessarily breaking, you know, like a, a rule in the confines of like what you would expect from a partner or a friend. And so therefore I just can't really get mad about it because I'm like, I just, I can see kind of what happened. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Especially yeah. because you're literally a scientist. <laughs> so you have like an analytical brain. That's, oh, I think my totally. science brain definitely comes into it. I'm all about like, facts and rationality it can it gets me into hot water sometimes mm. I've been told that I'm quite like black and white black and white I've been called a robot yeah, <laughs> yeah. every scientist will be called a robot a once yeah. heart was ice queen robot yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. oh that's just Zoe. what a brand okay. yeah. nah. I actually love that okay well continuing on down the music path right I want to talk about the song Car Park, mm. okay, which is from the EP. And the story behind this song really got to me because for people who don't know, oh, maybe you should tell the story behind the song. It's in yeah. your own words. Yeah, go yeah. on. So I wrote, okay, I wrote Car Park when we were in lockdown. Uh, all of my songs are usually about interpersonal relationships and I want, you, you weren't seeing your friends, you weren't seeing your family or yeah. definitely wasn't dating. And had I used no to... Had no content. Had no yeah, life content to turn no into songs. <laughs> And I used to park my car at the same time as this guy every day at work. And, like, yeah, it was, it was pretty cute. And not going to lie. Yeah, not going to lie. Pretty cute. Not going to lie. It's fine as hell. And it was, like, on the dot, same time yeah. every day. And so I just would be, like, oh, like, try and, like, you know, walk behind. And I met. Take that ass yeah. out. <laughs> so I started to make this, like, story up in my head of, like, imagine if, like, one day I was, like, my name's Zoe you're cute, let's have a drink or something. Uh, I never did, but I ended up writing this story of like, you know, do you think about me too? And yeah, Do you yeah, ever la, look la, up at the moon and wonder <laughs> if I'm looking down? Yeah. Yeah. So imagine crush. It's such a great idea for a song. It's such a great song, obviously. But then have you ever actually done that in real life? Have you ever slid your number over to someone random out there in the world and been like, let's get a drink, walked away? I am like so good at it. I do it all so the time. So you do it with the car park guy. So because it depends on the environment, right? Okay. So I, so like I many times have just gone up to someone and just been like, hey, like you're really cool. You know, if you'd be keen, like do you want to get a drink sometime? I'm amazed. Yeah, I love because that. at the end of the day, if they say no, it's like not the end of the world. And if yeah. they say yes you might go on a date and really enjoy it. But, yeah, I've always been really, I don't know, very forward in a way that, like, I want people to know what I think about them so that our connection is genuine. Like, Mm. if I have a crush on someone, I don't want to keep it a secret because I I kind of feel weird about them being in the dark about it because maybe they would act differently around me if they knew. Absolutely. that makes sense? Yeah, it's like the whole just being above board, being honest and being clear. Like it's just – it's the pragmatic brain once again. But I've been been ballsy a few times. Like, Give us a couple of – can you think of an example where (laughs) you just went in red hot? Okay, I've got – 
two like really red hot moments that stick out to me. <laughs> Like, so one was I was um, having a drink at a pub and I asked the bartender for his number. Oh, that's, I love this. I've done that yeah. once. That's the only time Have I've... You? Yeah, when I first moved to Sydney. What? In like the first year I lived here. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Did he give you his number? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so he was, it, I was like a regular at that bar. Oh, oh, I think okay. that's ballsy. Yeah, because you might bar. see them again. Yeah. Nah, but you know when you you have chemistry with someone, yeah, like yeah, I, I feel like it was actually quite low stakes. Right. But anyway, go right. on, go on. Well, yeah, this was like a first meeting, never seen them before. I was just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's cute. I'm going to ask for your number. He gave me his number on a receipt ticket. Love that. <laughs> actually, yeah, the other one was also, why? It's so, it's so red hot. It's people in their places of work. <laughs> and then, yeah, the other person, you know, actually what yeah. makes this one like the extra layer of red hotness yeah. is not only was this person in their place of employment, I was at my work Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, like, yeah. you know, my boss is there, oh. my colleagues are there. You can't stop the hustle. No, <laughs> never stop the hustle. So, yeah, going at it. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So you were at your work Christmas party and you're like, fuck this. That guy is a 10. Yep. I'm going to ask his number in front of my boss. Yeah. I Little. think <laughs> I, yes. that's awesome. And I think what I'm getting the vibe from you is that like, what are we serving? We're serving, not second guessing people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a really good way of looking at things. Cause I feel like I would never go up to someone and just give them my number and say, Oh, just call me if you want. Because I'd think like, Oh, what are they going to think? Not necessarily of me, but they might think like they might have a girlfriend and then they feel weird because someone's given them their number or like they might feel weird that I've approached them and now they feel like oh maybe they can't come back to this cafe or something and it's oh like or the gym or whatever and it's like, like awkward but then even just hearing you say that I'm like wait a second it's not really up to me to control no. how they're going to perceive a situation yeah absolutely obviously you do everything in life with kindness and mm-hmm. in, a, in a nice way yeah you spiral down into anxiety yeah I, I always so. think about those those situations like you said the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no right yeah. even with that there is a positive because all you're going to do is make them feel good about themselves. That's the right. Most of the time they're just flattered. Yeah. Even yeah. if they're not interested, yeah. they're going to get a little ego boost. Yeah. And so what? You probably made that person's day. And that's a nice thing to do. Give someone a little ego boost. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice thing to do. Waste your time boosting the ego of a random man. Um, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I did forget about that catch. But you didn't do it to the car park man because why? Um. So because there was no interaction. So the only time I've ever just like gone gone ahead and like ask someone for their number okay. per se, it's because there's been a, a mild form of interaction. So like, you know. Right. I'll get a vodka soda, please. Exactly. And I could see it in, what? Sit in Speak up, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just something super yeah. weird about seeing this person right across from me in the car park every day mm. and like walking awkwardly two metres behind them. <laughs> that just made it extra weird to think about going up to them. Yeah. You'd literally have to run to catch up, tap them on the shoulder for no reason. Exactly. And be like, did you drop your pen? <laughs> yeah, it's too awkward. I kind of have always romanticised that idea though. Like I like the idea of seeing somebody on the street and just walking up to them and being like, I just get a good vibe from you. Mm. Let's go out. Do you, are you attracted to people on looks alone or do you have to fully have chemistry with like their mannerisms and the, like the way they talk or their personality, I guess is what it's called. <laughs> I guess it's called their personality. Wait, oh, <laughs> person- you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely both because I've had instances where I've seen someone physically and been mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second we have a chat, I'm just like, nah. It's right. got to be like good conversation, similar life values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. 
and got to be fun. With a sprinkle of hotness on top. Yeah. Just to keep yeah. it spicy. I'm very like when I look at someone, I can sort of see whether Tess and I call it my person. Are they mm-hmm. my person? Are they my people? Mm. You can kind of tell from how they carry themselves whether they might fit in with your oh, life. You really can, can't you? Yeah, like where are they when totally. you see them? Like how are they positioning themselves? Do they look like they would fit in with your crowd, like your people? Yes. Which is so nuanced. It's like not ju- to judge a book by their cover or whatever, yeah, yada, yada. But it's like even down to like their specific style, yeah. like the way you – there's the tiny things you can read about someone is going to tell you if you're cut a little bit cloth. about – Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it, it, tells you, it tells you that little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you figure the rest out by actually having a chat with them. 100%. Yeah. So I want to talk about boys. That's B-O-U-Y-S. And I want to talk about the girls that are in the boys. Yee-hoo. How did you know how to spell the boys off the top of your head like that? Because I have a primary grade level of spelling <laughs> skill, Lily, unlike some people in yeah, this room. I wouldn't have got that. I hate, to, I hate to break your heart. It's B-U-O-Y-S. I was literally dropped by Zoe. Zoe literally just like roundhouse kicked my ego in the face. We've actually had it that way, like the wrong way, like B-O-U-I-S on posters and had to be like, oh, sorry. Oh, my God. It's a very common mistake. Guys, that was so satisfying I am an imbecile. And now everybody knows it. There's no hiding it. It's out there for everyone to see. You did say primary school grade. I don't know. That is primary school. Can't spell the word boys. Boys is a difficult word. It's tricky. Okay. But the easiest way to remember it is Americans pronounce it buoys. And like Do they? You would assume that the U would come first if come it's on like America. Boo. I know. Come on. Know. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. What the hell? Right. Oh, so <laughs> anyway, no, anyway, you're in shit. a band called The Boys. Boys with it's a an all girl band. I am genuinely so curious because it's obviously clues is Lily and I, and then we have our beautiful drummer. I just cannot catch a break. It's Lily and me. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm going to apologize to everybody. I am a work in progress. I can't be perfect you're all the time, guys. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're in this band with a beautiful bunch of girls and Lily and I have a backline of boys who we love dearly and they're awesome. But I'm so interested to know how it feels to just be surrounded by awesome women in your life and in your career as well. Like how has that affected your life? Oh, so much, so much. I think like a big thing that it did for me was cure my imposter syndrome. Being surrounded by powerful women who then reinforce the idea in your mind that you too are a powerful woman, it's like a muscle, right? And the more you hear it, the more you believe it. And they just make me feel so confident and I've let go of kind of all of these past ideas of what I think it means to be a woman and, yeah, they're the best things in my life. I love them so much. Because they're all, you guys are like genuinely best friends. Yeah. yeah. I've learned more from them like in terms of like how I feel how to be a better, you know, friend or partner from mm. them than I have like in relationships, I reckon. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think it does Because well. it's like the situation where you're working with someone, so it's yeah. a working relationship which is a professional relationship. When you bring a song, a certain song to a session, they all sort of get to see how much this particular situation has affected you yeah. and then they know that, I'm talking about your band, they know the intimate details of this situation that translates to a song. Yeah. And it's like, so the relationship is so 
strong. It's not just like you're in a band. It's like you're talking about your deepest, darkest feelings. Yeah. And because like you end up talking about those feelings in a song, but then also band practice is just all of us DNMing and mm. totally. Yeah. Having a love clue session. Basically. Yeah. Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I think it also makes sense about having, I've learned so much about how to be a good partner in a relationship for my friendships and mm. platonic relationships. Yeah. Because I think you choose who you have around you and they're where you learn how to be a good person. Yeah. You know, they are where you learn how, well, I learn how to be a good person and like what my values are and everything like that. And I think that's what like forms your identity so that when you go into a relationship, I feel like I know how I want to be and yeah. I know how I want to treat other people. Yeah, definitely. Romantically or otherwise. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And also just by us correcting your spelling and your grammar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. just like helping you. Yeah. Helping me on my journey, on my <laughs> on my path on to self-embedderment. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you've been on a perpetual self-improvement journey throughout your 20s? <gasps> Massive. Mm. Massive. I have this chat with Tess in the band yeah. all the time. So Tess is a little bit older than me. I kind of see her as a, a big sister. Right. And just like... Oh, she lifts me up all the time by telling me and reminding me just how much I've changed just in the last four years. Wow. Like, it's wild how much I've changed and grown mm-hmm. and gained self-confidence and, yeah, and I still have ways to go. Like, Oh, totally. Yeah. It never stops. No, no. Do you feel like the self-confidence thing has come from music because there was like an interview when you were saying that the music you grew up on was like Birdie Blackman, Sarah Blasco, mm. and I was totally like, yes, like that was literally me in like 2012. Yeah. I was like just smashing Josh Pike albums yes. 24-7. <laughs> but I feel like the type of music that we make now and also that your band makes is not really like that. I obviously still appreciate Appreciate like singer songwriters and the mm. more chill, you know, folky indie thing. But like, we totally don't make that music in our band. Mm. And I just, yeah, that just, I felt like I had that in common with you so much. Yeah. Do you feel like your confidence has grown from being literally in a rock band? I think so massively. And like, because I mean, when I was a kid, I listened to everything, but that was the type of music I decided to write at the time. Mm. It was like what was displayed to me as what I was capable of. Um, and I was too f- too afraid to play with other people. So it was really easy to just do piano or like acoustic guitar. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the cute feminine voice thing worked for me. And that was all I had the courage to do because all I saw on stage at that time was was men on stage playing in rock bands. So I thought, totally. that, that, I thought that that was like my pigeonhole. But then, yeah growing up and getting more confident was like, okay, I can, because I did always want to write rock music. I just didn't know that that was my place. It became my place. And then so getting to that place that I always wanted meant that it fueled my, yeah, my self-confidence. Yeah. Hugely. It's so, Guys, uh, rock music just absolutely gasses everybody it up. Does. It does. From like a level of their soul. Because I was even reading a little interview where you were talking about like making the switch to electric guitar and it totally reminded me mm. that when we first started Clues, it was like a big thing for me to play electric guitar yeah. rather than acoustic. Like I was genuinely scared. I was, scared, I was like, this yeah. is a scary situation. 100%. But you just... You kind of, like you, you're just saying about growth, even though that seems small, like you literally forget that for me, like I was the type of person who was afraid to play electric guitar. And now I'm like, that's my happy place. Yeah. And the first gig you did with it, you were like, I am literally a grunge queen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you just Don't forget. Don't me, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was totally. so scared those first few gigs. Yeah. I was so scared. And I, oh, I even like, I used to 
like I, I do dress quite masculine most of the time, but I definitely fluffed that up when I was on stage the first few times because mm. I was like, oh, that's just how I've got to look in order to be accepted because I'm yeah. playing that manly thing in a manly genre and like, yeah. The whole punky thing. Yeah. Thing. But now yeah. I just rock a miniskirt. <laughs> oh, hundred. Mm. Yeah. A million percent. Yeah. Oh my God. So where are you at now with your journey? You say you still have a long way to go, but like where are you at now in this point of time? I think I it's like I'm at a place where there's so many movable pieces and so I am learning to accept that there can't always necessarily be a plan and enjoying the now without having to worry too much about years down the line. So because I can be a bit of a worry wart. Mm. And I used to be very plan orientated and structure orientated. I'm still very structure orientated. That's my science brain. That's a scientist. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think I'm at a point now where my life lesson is just to enjoy what's happening now. I think that totally comes <sighs> with us getting older as well because yeah. like we're the same age mm. and it's just like I think what I've been struggling with lately is when you're a kid – or when you're on the cusp of adulthood, you feel like you can literally do everything in your life. And you totally can, but you can't do it all at the same time. Mm. I literally can't be like studying abroad, for example, at the same time that I live with my best friend in Sydney. Like Mm. they're just two things that you can't, they just can't happen at the same time, you know? And it's like, yeah, I want to be doing the music career. That means I have to make certain sacrifices at certain times for the academic career or whatever it is. Mm. It's like, it's so hard to let go of feeling like you need to do everything thing all at once yeah That's and really I just true. like oh my god we're, we're like hurling towards our 30s I'm like oh my god yeah it's crisis mode and because I know like like you guys a lot of my friends you know having babies buying houses mm. oh yeah and I'm like okay I know I chose this career path yeah and I chose this life but like oh it's a bit like and every path is so enjoyable and it's really important to remind yourself that the path you're on is the path you're on for a reason it's not any better or worse than any path you would have taken because it's you that's on it it's about you yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is what I always tell Grace oh it's easy to forget that you've made decisions for a reason yeah that is what's in the zeitgeist at the moment I think that exact message of not having to do everything at the same time and trusting yourself and trusting the decisions that you've made and where Mm. you are now oh my god! is there anything else that you want to talk about oh oh Big journey of love over the weekend. Said I love you for the first time to yeah. my new boyfriend. God. And you bloody Songs come on love clues. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, you've inspired me to, I know I've said this before and I still haven't done it, but like <laughs> say it again. Just maybe just give someone my number and just go on a date. Just go on a date. Bold, just do it. Stretch I'm that muscle. Proper giving you an assignment and I am going to pester you. Okay, yeah. yes. We need you know accountability. Yeah. Finally. Oh, it's taken us this long. Yeah. yeah that's what I need. It's like I, you, you need to see results. You I do. You need to so it didn't happen. Like I, I need deadlines. I work well under pressure. Did I need so a report. It didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need a science report. Yes, yeah. finally. Yeah. Okay, Done. I'm going to deliver. Oh, my but, gosh. Well, you've inspired me to live in the moment, take stock of how far you've come, and also to know what you want as well and to communicate clearly that's something that I've been trying to do more of lately and let me tell you you can never go wrong no you can never ever go wrong so long as you just speak what you need to say yeah Yeah. you are full of wisdom full of wisdom brimming with wisdom (laughs) it's all the ugly frogs it's all the ugly frogs yeah 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 they teach you a lot they really bloody do yeah (laughs) you guys rule that was so beautiful I literally loved this conversation. Thank you. Me too. I feel like I just got some like, uh, yeah. I feel weight off yeah, my shoulder. Yeah. 